Bow. Mm. Mm. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, maybe we can make the theme to Gimme Five like boogie-licious. If you're listening out there and you have the ability to boogify well, or funkify I've got a drum the kit. Gimme Five, you're not. What you I've say? got my drum kit. I'll lay down a funky beat. Yeah, but I don't know if you can do it with drums. You can do like, da, 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 but I want like I need a dirty, dirty like bottom of the well. Put a bunch of mines in there. You know, put a bunch of dirt in there. I want a dirty saxophone. That's what I want. Either way, regardless, this is Gimme Five, the, the episode where I've got five questions for Gary. He's got five questions for me. We do not know what they are, but we will. We will answer them, honestly. That is so right, Gary. It's like we've been doing this for years. Gary. I believe I keep going first, or maybe I don't because we're not in studio. Either way, I'm going to allow you to go first this Aww. week. You are so welcome. Enjoy. Go All first. right, this week, I made a sort of The Price is Right game. I've oh. got five movies. I have their real budgets. Um, I had my mom guess before the game what their budgets were. I'm going to have you guess what their budgets are. Whoever is closest is the winner. I'm not going to okay. do, you know, you can't get too close, but not go over. I'm just going to, whoever's the closest to the actual budget. Okay, sounds good. All right, first movie. This week's movie, Nomadland. What do you think that the budget is? It screams small budget, but just how small budget? You know what? I'm going to go, hmm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go like 50 mil. Five zero? Yeah. Ooh, divide that by 10. It was 5 million. My mother okay. did 35 million, so somehow <laughs> she won that one. She Both won that one. Off. I was going to go 20 mil too. Dang it. it. It's indie, but it does have a movie star, but otherwise, you know, I could have made that even, movie. And even. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Next absolutely. one Avengers Endgame. Let's go to the other end oh. of the scale. Yeah, no, that one's definitely. I'm going to go. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go one hundred and twenty-three million dollars and seven pennies. One hundred and twenty-three million dollars zero 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 point zero seven. Shelly, her guess was two hundred million. The real budget three hundred and fifty-six million. Oh wow! She blew me out of the water. Wow. I mean, that's way to go, Shelly. Atrocious. Do you know what the most expensive movie of all time is? Because I do. I found out. Is it? I guarantee uh, you probably won't know it. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna say it's got to be something actually, probably in very recent, somewhere in very big, yeah, very bad, very recent. I'll give you that. Very recent, very, very big, very bad. In my opinion. Oh, I was gonna Avatar. No, I, I like Avatar. Um, I mean, it's all right. It's just Dances with Wolves updated. It, yeah, <laughs> Dances with Wolves and Pocahontas. Yeah, no, it is Pirates on Stranger Tides. No. Three hundred seventy-nine million after a tax break, so it must have been oh. like the four hundreds. God, yeah. that's just disgusting. It's gross. Okay. All right, next one, movie number three, Judas and the Black Messiah. My mother was very close to this one, by the way. Uh, that's not good. That's not good. I'm already down to to, to Shelley. See, this isn't fair. She's a filmmaker. 
I just, I'm an actor. I don't, I don't get stuck with the figures. She's like very familiar See, with it. See, I was going to have I'm my girlfriend gonna... do it, but I was like, no, she'll be way off. I'll have my mom do it because it's her job to budget things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going forth in protest. Uh, way to go, Shelly. I applaud you. This has nothing to do with you. It's your son. How dare you put in a ringer? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with Judas and the Black Messiah. I think that that was a little more expensive. They did have like a couple movie stars and there were some moments. I'm going to go with like 62 million. So to preface, I would have agreed with you. My mom guessed 22 million. The budget was $26 million. Very low. Wow. For a movie. Very low. Like that. Um, I was surprised. That means that they had a great freaking crew because the movie looks great. They have movie stars. <laughs> it only cost $26 million? Not bad. All right, next one. Your favorite, Evil Dead, the original. And we're not oh. we're not accounting for inflation here. Um, so, yeah. All right. I'm going to guess 80 grand. My mom guessed 75 grand. You actually won. It was 350. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> all of that, uh, all the corn syrup, man. All of the little fake flesh. All the horchata. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. This is just you playing for pride at this point. The first Hunger Games, because this one is weird. This is the one from 2000, I think it's 2009, 2011. I don't know. The, the first Hunger Games movie. Um, I was surprised huh. about this budget. You know, I don't think actually, I mean, outside of maybe Woody Harrelson, I don't know if they have that many big actors, and that would certainly inflate a movie's production. But there are a fair amount of CGI, because you do, you had the dogs and you had everything else. I'm gonna go, ooh. It's weird, ooh, right? I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go with 69 million? Whoa, close, close, very close. It was 78 million. Okay. My mom guessed 120, so you won that one. Yeah, Hunger Games, the first one is weird because I was like, to me it's a blockbuster series, but the first one actually doesn't have uh, too, too much of like effects. And Jennifer Lawrence wasn't commanding money back then. So. Yeah, even the guy who plays PETA wasn't either. Not, none of them had yeah. tenure. I think mo everybody made their money on the last one. I think Hunger that Games. Woody Harrelson, Lenny Kravitz, and Stanley Tucci were the, <laughs> the, the most yeah, famous Yeah, even then, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Stanley Tucci probably did, commanded the most. All right, well, thank you. That was a that was a horrible game. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, Gary. Let us all light a candle. Recent news has come out that J Rod or Alo is no mo. Of course, I'm talking about Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez breaking up. There are multiple sources citing multiple reasons as to why the couple are splitting. However, the consistent bullet points that are coming up are that J Lo couldn't trust Alex Rodriguez anymore and that the two would argue then go their separate ways as they did various forms of work. This leads me to ask you, Gary, which director would you marry to form a power couple? And we are a very open podcast, so man or woman is available. Let's say that if said director is currently engaged with another life partner at the moment, they will amicably split up and pleasantly make your acquaintance after. Only thing is, they have to be a director, Gary, and they have to be a personality match with you, too. So, I like to think that I'm good at comedy. That's my thing. And so part of me is like, shoot, maybe I should pick someone who is an absolute, you know, comedy king or queen so that we can make the ultimate yeah. comedy. But Taika Waititi? Right, right. But I think that I actually, um, I need someone who can do the drama side. Because that's always been harder for me to do, like, good drama. So, that being said, 
I'm gonna go with Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins. Director of Moonlight and If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, Moonlight is just one of the best straight drama movies I've seen. Um, not a lot of comedy in there, so I could help him be a little bit more funny. He could help me with the humanity side of things. And from what I've seen on Twitter, he's like the, a guy I would want to hang out with. So I think that the personalities would mesh as well. He's also very intelligent, right. far more than me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. There's a good life yeah. partner there could for get you, Gary. Your turn. Yeah. Next one. Okay. Jesus. So Nomadland, the recent movie of last week, had a lot of real people, as in not actors, acting in the movie. And they did great. Now, you and I both love sports, and there have uh, been quite a few movies to have athletes star in them, or guest star, to mixed results, I'd say, especially when it comes to one of our favorite sports, basketball players. Basketball players in movies are usually just, um, yeah. yeah. But one of them sticks out, Kevin Garnett in Uncut Gems. So, I have a list here of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five athletes who started in movies. I want you to just rank them for me. They are of okay. various um, uh, talents. So let's see. Number one, pretty short, but Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane. One of the most Airplane, iconic okay. movies ever. Next, Kevin Garnett as Kevin Garnett in Uncut Gems. Mike Tyson as Mike Tyson in The Hangover. Andre the Giant as, I can't remember his name, in The Princess Bride. Oh, right, yeah. And Michael Jordan in Space Jam. You know what? None of these performances are terrible. Kareem's is quite a bit shorter, I think, than the rest of them, but uh, they're not bad. Who was, uh, remind me, who was after Kevin Garnett? Mike Tyson in The Hangover. Mike Tyson. And then who was the last person? Michael Jordan, Space Jam. Okay. All right. Um, it's, it's actually, yeah, you gave me a... Pretty much uh, the top memorable ones. Uh, Michael Jordan. Mike Jordan. Uh, like, had you gone with... Uh, there were some people that just did not have good performances. At, like Shaq and Shazam or something. That's just terrible. Yeah. So, these are actually fairly good ones. So, ranking and being at the bottom of my list is not necessarily a bad thing. But... Uh, I'm Kevin Garnett as the as the at the bottom of it. You uh, you find yourself Whoa. there. Kevin. Wow. Yeah. I, I, playing yourself, you're not gonna get that much style points. It's nice. It's great. It's a, it's a it's unique. I mean, I've seen probably. Uh, oh, who's the guy in Casino? Who's the main guy? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta plays himself. He plays like a caricature of himself, and I find that to be like probably one of either the best acting jobs or one or just a sad state of affairs that that's really him. So I, I tend to think that that's a good acting job on his part. Same with Kevin Garnett. Once you're playing yourself, it's 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 fairly easy. Uh, we go to number four on this list. You know what? I'm going to go with Mike Tyson. Again, playing a, now we move up on scale where it's a, it's a version of himself, maybe just a mean version, even though he's, from everything you hear, once he started to get on the weed, he was a gentle giant. <laughs> uh, then we go, speaking of gentle giants, we go to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Again, limited by his screen time, but still funny and iconic. A lot of people love that performance, so I'm going to go with that one. We're down to our final two. Michael Jordan is uh, comes in at number two. Not that good of an acting range, but still certainly has one of the longest and, of course, the leadingest of performances on there. And, uh, and he's acting and, with a bunch of green blobs. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what he made up for, what he lacked in acting chops, he made up for in a lot of effort and, of course, an iconic performance. Last one, Andre the Giant in The Princess Bride, absolutely tremendous. Top of the line. Cannot go anywhere else besides number one on this Anybody list. Anybody want to go, buddy? Yeah, such a good performance that he he did another movie with Billy Crystal called like My Giant and I, and it or no, he did no, he didn't, no, he didn't, but he uh, motivated Billy to to do another giant film. So, nice. Andre the Giant, God bless you, rest in peace. Good, uh, Gary. We watched Nomadland this week as the accompanying podcast movie review for this Gimme Five episode. I'm sure you've seen a fun Twitter ongoing trend of spoilers of a movie with no context. We're going to do a similar theme to that with a new game I like to call Offer Up a Movie Item. It'll make sense once we get to it. I just need you to get three right and you'll have a winning reek. Uh, you'll get it as we go along. Here we uh. go. Gary, what is the first price I found on Offer Up for the search 20 gallon bucket when I looked in Chula Vista, California? Was it? A, $20, B, $25, or C, $30. Let's say a dollar a gallon, 20 bucks. And he's on the board. Uh, Gary, way to go there. Right. Uh, you are absolutely on the board. All right, Gary, what is the first price I found on offer up for the search? Van, when I looked in Nashville, Tennessee. Was it A, $6,499? B, $7,999, or C, $8,799? Um, I'm going to go with C. Um, C. OfferUp has some whack deals on there. you got to filter by lowest to highest, of course, but if you're just searching, I'm going to say the, the promoted eight grand listing. Yeah. Absolutely. $8,799 was the first price what? I saw with no filter other than location. Gary, what is the first price I found on offer up for the search spare tire when I looked in Madison, Wisconsin? Was it A, 50 bucks, B, 75 bucks, or C, 100 bucks? Um, I'm gonna go with C. It's Madison, it's a major city. Tires are still expensive as hell. You do not ensure a winning week thus far. You uh, are wrong. It was 50 bucks. Wow. So if, you, if you're looking for spare tires, go to Madison, oh, Wisconsin. Let's go to Madison. Although it could have been a bike tire. I didn't necessarily look too far into oh, the details okay. on these. Okay. It's just whatever the first listing was. Gary, what is the first price I found on OfferUp for the search lawn chair when I looked in Newark, New Jersey? <laughs> was it A, 25 bucks, B, 75 bucks, or C, 100 bucks? Wow. Um, I'm tempted to say 25, but... What you know? I'm gonna go with my gut and say 25 because who in the hell? Yeah, apparently uh, the fine folks in Newark, New Jersey, would hell because it is a hundred bucks for the first oh my lawn chair I found. I know. I Jersey gets know. a bad rap. I don't get it because I'm not from the East Coast. But uh, screw you guys and your stupid, expensive lawn chairs. Gary, two, two after two. having a tremendous start, you are now finding yourself in a last question, a game five winner take all question. Here we go, Gary. Moment. Let's do it. The odds are in my favor. Let's do it. Gary, finally, what is the first price I found on OfferUp for the search? Bubble Rocks. When I looked in Tampa Bay, Florida. Bubble Rocks? Was Bubble Rocks. Oh, my I God. I thought Air Rocks might seem weird. Oh, but, my God. Uh, when I looked in Tampa Bay, Florida, was it... 
$8, $12, or $16? Gary, which one is it? Answer me true. Bubble rocks. $8. For all the is, money. Uh, $8 is a little bit too low. 12 Right, Right in the middle. $12. The final answer. He's a winner this week. 12 bucks. Right there, smack You're down a winner, in the baby. middle. Oh, yeah. Way to go. Yeah, it wasn't even a rock for all those wondering, I'm sure. It was uh, It was rock-infused uh, wine glasses, but plastic. Oh. I don't know. It was, it was okay. Weird. Go ahead, Gary. All right, it's time for another one of my favorite segments, Phil's Hot Takes, where I try to get Phil canceled by getting him to give hot takes on things. Fantastic. And ironically enough, this whole cancel culture thing, right? I want to hear you talk about it. So here, here's my thing. I actually differ from most of my uh, liberal tribe because I'm not about this at all. Ne- never have I ever been. Um, I hate that we're so reactionary. I know I sound like an old man, but truly, I, I think that people need their... They have a right to have things looked into. Of course, I'm not saying like on a Weinstein, like Me Too level. I'm just saying people getting canceled. It's like one person said one thing 15 years ago and we want to fire him. I mean, come on. People can learn and change. That's my hot take on cancel culture. Where do you fall? Uh, Yeah, I think there's a clear delineation between actions and the spoken word. I think actions certainly are more of a cause for cancel culture if we look at Bill Cosby you should cancel that guy and then Harvey Weinstein that too Matt Lahr with the the secret little office button that's a little that's a little bit much whenever we go to spoken word though I I do I think that it depends on what it is I think keep in mind that even though you are uh, safe to freedom of speech in this country you do have there are repercussions for what you do i myself while i may not censor everything i i do growing up perhaps i'm just more media savvy growing up with the birth and uh, and blossoming and development and evolution of social media maybe i just understand that for me and myself i am very aware of what i say and what i do i try my darndest to just be funny not be to just kind of toe the line. I'm much more of an observer on social media than I am whenever I send stuff out. And whenever I do, it's usually funny or it's not about me. I.e., for example, uh, the other day I was uh, I was at work, uh, a work. I have a couple jobs, so I, I don't limit it and limit myself. But I was at work and we were on a uh, conference call and this guy, let's call him Carl. Carl, uh, freaking Carl. Carl, freaking Carl. He was he was a uh, a guest that we phoned in, and so the hosts asked him, "Hey, uh, you know, so how are you doing, Carl?" And, and he was like, "Oh, I'm over here in Wisconsin, not too bad, you know. And uh, it's kind of weird with all this COVID stuff, you know. It's it's uh, you know, it's not like we're we're really seeing anybody anyway, so it's kind of fun whenever we do have somebody over. It's like, oh, how you doing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and." Uh, I see my brother and he brings over his family and you know, I, I have my I love my niece uh, Not in a weird way, but uh, anyways, and it I was like in my mind I'm like well, it wasn't weird until you said something there Carl now that kind of makes me a little suspicious of you And so I tweeted that out But so that's kind of the stuff that I would tweet out or maybe just my thoughts on waffles 
Yeah, just really random stuff. I I don't. <laughs> I think once you bring any, <laughs> once you bring any comparison to the Holocaust, really, why why go there? Just honestly, like sin sincerely, not not even just a judgmental question. It's more of a logic based question of we've we've seen it time and time again. People before of much more renown and much more intelligence than the general population still get burned making that. That's a simile, and that that uh, line between the two. Really, just just leave the Holocaust alone. Let it be where it is, revered in absolute. Well, not revered, because that's that's <laughs> that's in a that's in a positive light. Just just leave it as a moment in history that we really just just let alone and let it be what it was and is. And um, but either way, I, I I would say that it'll be interesting going forward into my question here because it kind of deals with the similar ideas, but. Did you have more, or was that That's it? That's it, man. Yeah, okay. I'm sure that somebody uh, Gary... will go and edit a soundbite out of that. And... Yeah, don't don't <laughs> aggregate me. If you're going to do it, do it the entire context of this. Uh, Gary, earlier this week, an announcer for a live stream of an Oklahoma girls' high school basketball game cursed and called one team by a racial epitaph as the players kneeled during the national anthem. The incident occurred Thursday before the Norman High School Midwest City quarterfinal game in Sepulpa as the Star Spangled Banner began to play. The broadcasters told listeners on the NFH, uh, NFHS network stream they would return after a break, and then one, apparently not realizing the audio was still live, used an expletive and the epitaph as the Norman players kneeled. Quote, they're kneeling, ble bleep them, one of the men said, video of which later went viral. Quote, I hope Norman gets their ass kicked, bleep, and then insert racial epitaph here. Um, so bleeping blank. Uh, I wanted to make sure you heard the gist of this story, Gary, before I told you that the announcer named Matt Rowan sent out a press release yesterday saying things such as, quote, I made inappropriate and racist comments, believing that the microphone was off. However, let me state immediately, that is no excuse. Such comments should have never been uttered. He goes on to say, quote, I'm a family man. I am married, have two children, and at one time was a youth pastor, uh, then my, uh, end quote, my final tidbit I want to pull from his statement. I will state that I suffer type 1 diabetes, and during the game, my sugar was spiking. While not excusing my remark, <laughs> it is not un unusual when my sugar spikes that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking, end quote. Oh. This all goes to say, Gary... Which one was your favorite non-excuse excuse for racist statements? Diabetes or Ambien? Uh, it's it's got to be diabetes. I feel like I've probably heard a form of the Ambien before. <laughs> but the diabetes one, man, that's hilarious. Um, I got to say, that got me good, that's, too. It's, that's it's so actually, uh, horrible. It's funny. It's great that you met because I'm going to write that into one of my movies. I'm going to have an asshole char a character do something that, and then blames it on the fact that they're diabetic. That's a great character. I mean, screw that guy, but wow. What <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> Uh, yeah, for me, it's 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 a it's a it's a doozy of a statement. It gets better line by line. I urge you, if you have not know, read this, man. find it on Twitter. Jeez. It's still trending, I'm sure. Find it online. It's it's a real doozy. It's funny. It's it's funny in all things that it should not be. Uh, anyways, go ahead, Gary. All right. So I have students at my job all over the country and some of them all over the world. But I digress. 
they are observing daylight savings time, um, like oh. everybody does. Um, yeah. As of this podcast being released, the times will have changed for everybody but us Arizonans and I believe the Hawaiians. So, I think it's completely pointless. You can't change time. I don't get it. I never have. And the one year that I moved to LA, it happened, and I was like, it's stupid, right? But I had a student. If, if you're listening to this student of mine, you know who you are. She kind of put me down on a Zoom call and explained it to me. And I was like, whatever. To me, it's pointless, right? She didn't get why I thought it was pointless. I didn't understand her at all. So I want to know from you, what's something that you think is pointless that everyone else just kind of takes at face value? And you're like, no, that's that's ridiculous. That's pointless. Uh, well, the immediate thing that jumps to my mind. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? That Thank God you asked this. Cars. I do not get people who are in love with cars. I have a car and I have a hybrid. The highest, fanciest, schmoozy thing I want to do is get a Tesla at some point. But even as I say that, that's not for a while. It's either got to be far more mainstream to where it's cheap and where I don't feel as if somebody will break into my Tesla and steal it because trust me, I do not live in places that are good enough <laughs> that are good enough to where I feel secure and confident in just parking on the street a Tesla and just housing it yeah. there. Number one, and two, it's mostly because of the of the uh, the four the four uh, investment of not ever having to really pay for gas. And having cheaper gas whenever I do need to plug it into whatever it is. That's really the number one reason. Outside of that, if it wasn't for that, whatever really gets me to point A to point B and is nice on gas. That's it. For all those people who are putting thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands, and for all the big spenders who it doesn't really matter to, I guess, but millions into cars? What on earth are you doing? It's a deteriorating asset the moment it drives off the lot. And the ones that don't, you I, are the people that truly can't afford it. But the regular everyday schmoes who, who are just going about and are in love with their cars, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I know I have some people in my family uh, who I swear every Thanksgiving starts with, so how's the new car? Because they have leased a new car that they have in their in their household. And I just do not understand no. it. I truly, truly do not understand why you would waste money in my I'm opinion. in that boat. Man. Why yeah. you would waste money upgrading, doing all this stuff. I would get it perhaps for like speakers because that makes your drive more amicable. I get it, of course, if you have like no air conditioning, all that stuff to like general repairs, I get it. And then speakers are probably the flashiest. But come on, the rest? What is the rest? Dang. Oh, well, anyway. that's what's going to get you canceled right there. And to be, you know, fair, I agree with you. I, you know, I, I had a motorcycle and that, I, I love that culture, but that's a little bit different because you, every time you go out, you feel like you're going to die. So you might as well have something that looks and feels good. <laughs> you know what I mean? With, with cars, it's like, yeah, I've never been a car guy or a car, car culture person. I've been like, I get something that's fuel efficient and cheap and I, I feel nice. I, I, I like the way it feels and I'll drive. Yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't get it. I don't even need you or want you to explain it to me. I just, I, it's one of those things I don't get it and I'm perfectly fine with never empathizing and getting it. So, Gary, we go back to one of our favorite segments with the game My Sister Gifted Me at Christmas. 
Remember, I will draw a card and ask you the film trivia question. If you answer correctly, you shall get a point. If not, you shall fail and lose a point. Happy day. Since we must do eight separate questions because of the way the card is formatted, I must remind us both that you can win with five or more correct answers, lose with five or more incorrect answers, or tie with only four right and four wrong answers. Gary, are you ready? I am ready for the torture this week, man. Let's do it. Man, it, this game has more highs and more lows yeah. than any other game. It's you either know it I or you do not. I got weirdly close last week, but uh, let's let's go for then, it. Then ended up yeah. losing. Yeah. Which which movie opens with quote Women do not have the same calmness of temperament or the balance of mind to exercise judgment in political affairs. End quote. Jesus. Um, <laughs> no, I have no idea. Um, wh- which Three. movie? Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? Take your time. Take your time. I'm not even going to time you. That's, that's I'm just trying to think about... Cool. Okay. Uh, the, the, um, I'll say it again. Which movie opens with, Women do not have the calmness of temperament or the balance of mind to exercise judgment in political affairs. House of Cards, the movie? <laughs> no. Let's go with... Vertigo. Suffragette. Suffragette. Nope, would have never, ever, <laughs> ever guessed that. Would. All right. Oh, you might know this, actually. A, a rare 50-50 card. On which Irish island was the final scene of Star Wars The Force Awakens oh, filmed? Oh, you know what? I watched the, the making of, as I do with all those. Jeez. So I have to know the name of the island. Let's yeah. say Shaban. <laughs> no, it's called Skellig Island. Oh, that's nice. Skellig, Skellig I- Island. Skellig Island in Ireland. All right, there we go. Who composed the theme for Star Wars? John Williams. There Yay! we go. Ding, ding, ding. On the board. What is Ron Burgundy's job in the Anchorman films? He's a news anchor. Ding, ding, all ding. Right. And just, just like that, you are all tied up two and two. Here we go. Next card. In which university city is the theory of everything set? Uh, Cambridge? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's correct. It's Cambridge, UK, but uh, I, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you got it. Yeah, that's it. All right, who composed the theme for the good, the bad, and the ugly? Oh, oh, wow. uh, a Nico Morricone? Three. Or a, a Neo Morricone? That's right, right? Yeah, you got it. Ennio Morricone. Yeah. I can't believe I I, uh, I got that. I was I love right. that movie. At worst, at worst, you are at a tie this week, my friend. Oh, I haven't won yet. No, you have one more. Oh call. my god! And you're, you have four. You have four correct and two wrong. Here we go. What was Dan Aykroyd's cameo role in the 2017 version of Ghostbusters? Oh shoot! I didn't see it. Um. I didn't a see janitor. it. Either, so I'll give you. No, but not bad. A cab driver. Uh, okay. Okay. So I have to. So I'm gonna tie, at best. May, hey, maybe, maybe this next one actually I would know. So, what is the job of Robin Williams's character in Good Morning Vietnam? Uh, uh, a, a radio caster, uh, a radio personality, a radio anchor. I don't know what they call it, but he's a radio guy. Hmm. A radio host. For who? Oh, um, you know what? I haven't seen it. So, the army? 
Wow, this is the most interpretive answer I've heard because this would this would this would be akin to saying oh, what would it be? This would be like if somebody was like I'm looking for filet mignon and you're like it's a, it's a piece of it's like a piece of cooked cow uh, that's like small. Give it to me, man. Come on. He's yeah. he's our radio host it's, in the army, right? It's DJ for Forces Radio. Oh, come on. That is come on. Fine. Take your winning Woo! week. I don't feel I don't feel good about it, but take your winning week. It's been a couple it's been a while. I think if I'm being honest, I probably just didn't want you to have it, but it probably I would get hate mail if I didn't yeah. give it to you. So you there you canceled. go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are on a canceled streak today. All right, go ahead. All right, my last one. Your last one. So I, yes. I was asleep with my darling girlfriend <laughs> and my two dogs um, two nights ago. So this was like yesterday morning at like 4 o'clock. And I woke up to this sound behind my head with a wall that just hits. A, yeah, it's, it's just like the back wall of my house. I'm going to see if I can get... Yeah, like four in the morning, I heard knocking on my wall, and okay. I do not—I don't live in an apartment. I—I I live in in a detached guest house, the one that you once resided in. And I, I was gonna say, yeah, um, I've, I've been in this very place. I was so scared, and I got up in the morning and I saw that there was like a rake. And it had been really windy the night before. So my hope is that the wind was blowing the rake and it was like somehow banging the wall. But I, I tell you, when it sounded like a knock, I was I was like, oh my God, someone is going to murder me. So on that note, I would like to hear if you have a story that you, you can't explain. This would love a supernatural story, something like that, whatever it is. A story that kind of freaks you out or that you really don't know what the hell was going on. Uh, huh. I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I do. The um, I don't believe I do. I usually try to find the the logic or reason for Me anything too. to I'm, happen, even if it is supernatural. I don't believe in, uh, in like ghost stuff at all. But I, I I was like, oh well, this is like a parasite situation. Someone's living in my attic, obviously. Oh. <laughs> oh, it was on your roof. No, but um, that was my thought. <laughs> mm. See, if I knowing your situation, uh, I would have suggested it was a chicken. Chickens are gone, though. There's nothing. The chickens, the chickens are, gone? are gone. They've been sold. There's nothing there. Oh. So how how scary oh. is that, man? That is very scary. Never mind. Maybe wow. there's a guy there. Uh, yeah. The only uh, the only kind of story I can't uh, explain, I suppose, is uh, one time I went to uh, on a school trip and I wore jeans back when I wore nothing but jeans practically and these were skinny jeans and uh, and we got wet going to uh, like whatever their version of Splash Mountain is it's it was a it was a water ride and uh, walking for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the day with wet pants I got like burn on my thighs Ooh. from just all that chafing Ooh. So that yeah, I've that's been a there day. when I that's, was like eleven. Yeah. 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 That's that's one of those things that I think everybody learns quite quickly to never get to never get wet when you're wearing jeans or to never get wet really if if at all avoidable. Yeah. Really. And that's something I just can't explain why I remembered that right now, but great there story. You go. Gary, 
my my last question here. My sister Beth, uh, frequent listener of, the, listener of the podcast, I believe. A shout out to Beth. Love you. Is starting up a podcast of no her way! own. And I, and I couldn't be more proud. It's called the Beth and Gabby Show podcast. It's exclusively on Spotify. They have currently just released episode two. Go check it out. And as an older brother, and in this field uh, she's venturing into, I gotta say it's a weird feeling, man, speaking personally, because I certainly wouldn't want to overbear her with my knowledge or do anything to dissuade her from taking this podcast where she wants. But at the same time, I so desperately want her to avoid a lot of the pitfalls and challenges I had to learn about, mostly with you, actually. Not like about you, just like technology. (laughs) No, just like technology, you know, just like learning. Like we have advanced fairly far, I would would venture to say, from where we started. Like we, even just the fact that we're doing this remote, it was something that we could not even even dreamed at at the start of the podcast. Yeah, very true. We used to sit on the bed and do it, man. We were on the bed. We were bedfellows yeah. Yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, I, anyways, I assume it's something fairly close to what a parent would go through with their children, yet this is my younger sister. Gary, you have a couple younger siblings. Oh, boy, do I. Have, have uh, either one of them taken an interest in your chosen career path? And even if they haven't, how do you think you would handle one of them coming up to you and saying, hey, Gary, I wrote a script. You want to take a look? You know, because of our mom... We're all raised in that environment, so more so my right. my older younger sister Emmy, um, she is more. She's actually shooting her own short film today. She's doing some challenge where no way. we shoot a short film in one shot. So let's just say working in film, um, she gets killer advice from my mom. Now I'm so sorry. What was the question again? Like, what advice would I get? Yeah, but I, so I understand that in your house the arts play a, a major focal point. But for you, you you specifically have taken Screen, that off to to screenwriting. So uh, if you could even narrow it down, because I know in my house we're a very rambunctious type. My mom loves to talk, yeah. and I've certainly put my. Ironically, I'm probably the person who likes to talk the least. But whenever it comes to the chosen profession, I know that it, when there's an avenue of things that I want to say, I do want to yeah. say. Uh, and then now my sister's in the podcast, so I feel it's very geared towards what I'm going for. Um, not to say that I think that she wants to do this. I think it's just a fun venture for her. So part of what my what my struggle is. So even though, yes, you have a house full of actors and movies and directors and everything, if either one of them were to come up to you and say, since you're in screenwriting, hey, Gary, I wrote a script. Would you like to take a look? How would you take that? Would you want to just majorly go down into all the nitty-gritty details, be brutally honest, and be like, yeah, well, yeah. this sucks, or, well, this part could be written better? Or is it more just so like, oh, they even attempted it, so, hey, way to go. At the beginning, I think what's so important, which was so great for me because I had a great teacher who did this, and for anyone who's doing something like as anxiety-inducing and self-critical as writing, is like point out the fact that you know they created this and really focus on your voice and um all the other bs can be taught and learned later most important part is writing something that you care about and doing it really really frequently you know um all the technical stuff like i I hate when people in general give notes on technical stuff because i can pay someone to do all that for me I care about the story, right? And even like the biggest and baddest professionals, that's really what matters. And so, I, you know, it's funny because one of them started getting into sports. So I was doing that same thing of, you know, the just the, the basics. I mean, you got to build that foundation. 
I'd probably want to watch some movies with them. See, I could tangent about this for about a half hour. Um, but really, yeah. I, I would just be so excited, honestly, um, to build them into little awesome screenwriting <laughs> gurus, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's such a, it's, it's, I've never really had this because yeah. of course people have asked me for my advice or for just slight references or questions here or there on technical things. And even at work, you know, I've had people come now under me and just, and just ask me, Hey, how do you do this? And that, that's certainly, that's fine. And it's nothing noteworthy really in my life, but to have my sister now be at like a base level, like I, I, I just found that to be so intriguing yeah. i would be like I, I even the interest of me like i've never so vehemently wanted to go out of my way and just i i had to mentally refrain and pull myself back from being from just saying jeez let me just handle it all for you i love no, this I, I was so excited yeah i i would probably get like that too um i i'd be so yeah. excited though i'd be oh my god what are you writing like what made you choose to write this like this i i love the way that you do this with your characters like let's come up with more ideas you know stuff like that yeah absolutely yeah it was it was very Good for thrilling. you guys man we'll have and to listen to I, it. maybe she can have us on yeah that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking that maybe she uh i'm not that i'm thinking that's you what i'm hoping maybe at some <laughs> yeah no of course not and she's got a she's got a cool knit niche uh niche excuse me where she and uh her friend who she she podcasts with they go to a coffee shop and do it live. <laughs> yeah, they do it live. Did you so. and I do a podcast from from like a Denny's? If if I'm not mistaken. You know what it was? Wasn't it a Red Robin? Was it Red? We went somewhere. We went we'll somewhere to go deep and we into did the it. Annals of Facebook and find out where we did it. Jeez, jeez, that's that's a lot. But yeah, no, it was either maybe it was an IHOP or or a Red Robin. Either yeah. way, we did do like one remote, and it wasn't even. We didn't get paid for it. We didn't I get. We, we, in fact, we, we paid for I, our own dinner. Like almost positive. Yeah, that that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I, we've <laughs> we have we've we've done it in person on a lot of places. Your house, ASU, IHOP, my place, my former. Didn't we used to do it at ASU? I know I did with with Luke, former former host maybe, of the podcast. Maybe I don't. Man, we we have been around though. Truly, oh, we've been oh, around. We we were bed buddies, that's for sure. We were we we've shared a bed. <laughs> we have. All right, before this uh, podcast gets any weirder, for Jerry Boucher. Hi, I'm Philip Amaran. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, as well as any others. Of course, listen to the accompanying podcast that this Give Me Five uh, is paired with Nomadland, a review and what we thought. Uh, it's the episode before this, so just go ahead and check it out. Next week, we're going to be watching. Well, I would say what we're going to be watching, but we still have not confirma- confirmation on 90, that. You have access. 95% to sure we could watch it. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's go with... Let's... We'll, we'll leave it aloof. We'll leave yeah, it aloof. Right. You know it's going to be good... Co- well, it's going to be good content no matter what it is. Hope, well, I will put up good content. Don't know about the movie because who knows? Going into these things, we want to be blind. Uh, thank you so much for listening to, uh, to this podcast. Make sure you uh, subscribe and listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, pretty much everywhere. We're even on Google Podcasts. We're pretty much everywhere except for Pandora. We don't, we don't want you. We don't need you in our lives, Pandora. Your, your seven-factor auth- authentication step-by-step uh, process is really annoying. Goodbye, and don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs>